Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. This is Roland, and today I want to take a couple of minutes out to make a, a special little message here to my listeners in Las Vegas and my listeners in the San Francisco Bay Area. And you know what? I'm going to throw in my listeners down in the Inland Empire. And what I want to say is this. I've been on the air now for, I'm, I'm, this is my 33rd year, I think, on the air. And I rarely, 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 rarely ask for any help. I did many, many years ago, I would ask. But for the last few years, I'm not asking. Because I figure that if what I have to offer here helps you, then you will see that it'll come to you that helping me would be good. In fact, you're not even helping me. What are you, who are you helping? You're helping other people. See, let me put it this way. God has been very, very gracious to me. And I am 72 years old and I'm still on the air. A lot of people have passed away. My parents passed away in their 60s. And I'm still here. And I can talk on the radio. What a blessing that is. And not only that, but I have a job. That's right. I'm 72, but I go to work every day, five days a week. And that's how I pay for this airtime. See, a lot of people don't know that I don't work for the station. I have to, I have to buy the airtime. And the stations treat me well, but it's still not cheap. And so... The money that I, that I pay to, to the station has to come from somewhere. And it's about a thousand, I spend over a thousand a month. And I'm gonna open up the books to you. I'm gonna open up my books. Last month, I received $5 in donations. And last month I got $5 and the, year, the, the month before, I think I got $10 from someone. I think it was Australia also. It's a blessing to be able to do it. But all I want to say is that if I received help from people, then I could be on the air more, maybe more time on these stations or on some other stations and help others. So if you send money to me, every penny of it goes for airtime. And of course, to pay for the internet expense and like that, but mainly airtime. That's the big expense. You know, there are people who can afford to help some people. Usually, when I get something, it's from people who don't have a lot of money. So, it's like the widow's might. And I'm very grateful for it. And it helps. I mean, if somebody sends me $5 or $10, you know what? That helps. That pays a good amount of my internet time. So, it comes in handy. It's very helpful. But all I'm saying is that it would be nice if you helped, if some of you that can help. What's the biggest help I ever received? I think it was 20, I think it was about 25 years ago. A lady sent me $1,000, a check for $1,000. And boy, did that come in handy. So I can use the help. Now, I, I'm loath to take the airtime to ask, but I've got to ask. See, if I don't ask, maybe there's a certain pride involved. 
So let's just get me out of the equation. If what I say, if the, the resources that I have, if the radio program is helping you, then you can see how it could be of great help to other people. So all you do, if you send me money, all I do is I pass it on to other people. I buy airtime, and it helps other people. It helps me stay on the air. So you're not helping me. I mean, yeah, you're helping me, but you're helping others. That's the idea. From you, through me, to, to others. So there, I've, I've asked, and, uh, and a, special, a special plea I'm making to, to the folks in Las Vegas. My contract is almost coming to an end now, and I have to decide whether to continue or not. And I'm not hearing from people. Not hearing from people. And you'd figure Las Vegas, there'd be a lot of people that would be listening, especially because I follow a very popular program. And so I scratch my head and I wonder. So I ask because there is always those special ones, and perhaps the special ones are listening now, who can afford to help and who want to help other people. Here's your opportunity to help other people through me. Welcome everyone, my name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. I've been on the air now for over 30 years, all over the country. And I bring a very simple message, and my message is this, you have to find your ground of being. You have to find the one who created thee, the one who made thee. Augustine said it so beautifully, he said, You made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless till they find rest in you. And that's what you must do. You must find your Creator. Why are you restless? Have you ever wondered? You feel restless. You feel anxious. You feel nervous. You feel uneasy. Something is wrong. Something's not quite right. What's that all about? Animals aren't restless. You put a, an animal in a cage, it's restless. But when the animal is free in nature, it's not restless at all. It goes about its business, looking for food, and then it rests. And then it finds some water, and it rests. Life is beautiful. We try to find relaxation. We take pills. We drink alcohol. We smoke marijuana. We listen to music. We get massages. All of these ways, we go on vacation. We come back feeling more drained and nervous than when we went. Why are we anxious? Do you know why? It's because of exactly as Augustine put it, you made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless till they find rest in you. It's that simple. So now, can you find rest in God? How do you do that? That's what this program is all about. I would like to bring to life, to, yes, to bring to life, such things that you have heard. You've heard about Jesus. He said, my burden is light. He said, find rest in me. Was he just mouthing words? No, he meant it. 
And you've heard about uh, the beautiful old Christian hymn, Rock of Ages, cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. And you've heard there is a balm in Gilead that heals the sin-sick soul. So why are our souls sick? Why? Because we're separated from the Father. Have you ever heard of the term separation anxiety? You've probably experienced it when you were when you were a child, a little child, or as a parent when you had a little child. And all of a sudden, you were separated. You were reading or something and you looked up and you couldn't see your child. Where was your child? You looked around. She wasn't there. What did you experience? Separation, anxiety. Well, that's what we all experience. Now you know the meaning of your restlessness. You know the meaning. See, life is not meaningless. Life has meaning and it has purpose, but you have to find it. Yeah, a wrong life, a selfish life, a life of self-seeking. See, let's be honest. Can we talk? You remember Joan Rivers, she used to say, can we talk? Well, can we talk? Why don't you just be honest and admit that just about everything you do is selfish? You, you do everything for feelings. You want to feel good. You want to feel happy. You want to feel like people like you. You want to feel like you're being worshipped and you're being admired. And you want to feel good and you don't like to feel bad. And when somebody doesn't see you in a good light, you hate them because... They don't see you in a good light. So you use people. You use people, see? And you use things and substances, and you use food, and you use sex, and you use experiences, and you use music, and you even use poetry and, and nice verses. You use them all to make yourself feel good, to feel like God. And then you, you hate anything that doesn't make you feel good. It's selfish. You're nice to other people, so they'll be nice to you. You're, you yell and scream at your kids to vent your pent-up anger toward your husband or toward your work. And then you see the hurt. You see your children hurting because you yelled at them. And then what? You feel guilty. So then you act extra nice. You give them money or, or give them food to try to take away the guilt. Trying to placate guilt. Instead of trying to placate guilt, why don't you find your Creator and let Him, let Him lead you out of your selfishness into a world of wonderful joy. I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. I'm just a person, and I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. Augustine said it so well. He said, You made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless till they find rest in you. That's the theme of today's program. You must find your Creator. But you cannot find him in a book. You can't find him in music or nice verses. You can't find him in a building. You can't find him in someone else's words. You can only find God within. You can only find God when you 
when your selfishness, when your wrong lifestyle that doesn't really bring you fulfillment. See, they make you a lot of promises, don't they? Because they're using you. See, you, you use other people. You want them to like you so you, you can feel good. You want them to entertain you. You want them to give you marijuana and pills and alcohol. You want them to make those for you so that you can feel good. So you're using them. And of course, you have to give them a lot of money in exchange. They're using you. They see your addiction. They see how hungry and greedy you are for something to take away the truth, something to take away the pain of seeing your own wrong. And so they charge a high price for their services, don't they? But anyway, when you be when all of this leads you to begin to question and to wonder about life, and you begin to seek for your purpose in life, and when you begin to see that your resentments of other people is not right. See, you've spent your whole life judging them and hating them, hating your mom for yelling and screaming at you and your dad for not being there and the other kids for teasing you and your brother for teasing you and your sister for being mean to you and other people for taking advantage of you. That's right, you hated them. And you hated them if they were prettier than you or handsomer than you or they had more boyfriends or girlfriends than you or they had more money than you. And then you blamed God and all of that. Well, isn't it time now you, you start letting go of that stuff? Don't you think it's about time that you let it go and just take a little time to walk through life wondering about its meaning and purpose and seeking for the truth. Ah, yes, the truth. The truth will set you free from your selfishness. It'll set you free from your anxiety. It'll set you free from your resentments toward other people. But first, you'll have to bear a little bit of pain of seeing the truth. See, it's painful to see our own wrong. Especially, some of us have been very wrong, and we didn't want to admit it. That's right, we didn't want to admit it, especially our hatreds and our judgments and our resentments of other people. We hid them very well, and we smiled. On the surface, we smiled. But underneath, we were resentful. Now you have to see that and have to begin letting go of it. Your whole life, your whole life is composed upon resentment. Everything you've done to get even, to show them, to prove to them, to get what, what you think you have coming, see, to get even with them, to find something better for yourself so you can throw it in their face. See, all of that has got to go. Or maybe you just sat around and hated other people and judged them. You felt superior to them. But now, perhaps you're ready. Now you're ready to, to do something very simple. To see people, see their mistakes, see their errors. But don't hate them. It's so simple. And to give up using other people. Just go about your business. Do your job. And... Take care of your things and stop paying attention to everybody else's wrong. Just let them let them go about their business and you go about your business. And if you stop hating people and resenting them and judging them, then you will discover 
that life is much better, much sweeter. So, please, may you get started. If you can see the need for not resenting people anymore, for just watching them and not hating them, if you can see the need for finding your Creator, then uh, perhaps you're ready for the little meditation that I have. It's a very proper meditation, and it teaches you how to stand back, how to take a mental step back and watch and observe people and things without resenting them, without them penetrating you and bothering you and irritating you and upsetting you. It's spiritual discipline of the most simple and the most beautiful kind. It's learning to stand back and watch and thereby being patient with others instead of resenting them, instead of being irritated by them. It's very important that you learn this secret. You're listening to Shedding Shackles, helping you navigate life's challenges with poise and confidence. Now you can listen to Shedding Shackles live streaming on your phone. Simply call 518-896-1902. That's 518-896-1902. Thanks for listening. There is a beautiful passage in the Bible. Christ says to his disciples, he says, the prince of the world is coming, but he has nothing in me. That's a very beautiful passage. We have been talking over the past couple of weeks about how things get inside. You know that if someone says something to you and it upsets you, then you keep thinking about it over and over. In other words, it got inside. If someone comes up to you and says something that you consider to be some kind of a personal affront, then you can't stop thinking about it. Or if the boss gives you some extra work and then you find out your co-worker got a raise and you didn't, and you got the extra work, then you start thinking about it and can't stop thinking about it. Do you understand? the same with worry. Somehow it got inside and then it, it haunts you, doesn't it? Do you remember that moment? Somehow it got inside and stayed inside. Well, we tend to think of memories, you know, all kinds of memories and nostalgia and everything. We think of them as, as being good, but you know what? Basically, every day should be fresh. Every day should be fresh so that you are free to discover and to learn, like when you were a little child. There's always something new to discover. So many memories, and now let's think about it. Many of the memories that keep coming back over and over were traumas, weren't they? Somebody did something to you or said something to you. You can't forget it. It's a trauma. The outside got on the inside. Now, let's hear again what Christ said to his disciples. He said, the prince of the world is coming, but he has nothing in me. Now, here's another thing. You've heard of uh, birds that migrate every year back to the same place. Things tend to go back to their origin for some sort of a, either a sense of completion 
a sense of belonging, a sense of identity, or to reinforce themselves. Then every day you do certain things over and over. You keep going back. You go back for the same drink at Starbucks and you put the radio onto the same station and you, you do things over and over again. Somehow you reinforce what you are that way, don't you? Well, it's very simple. You can see the principle and see how it applies all over the place. So you can see how that happens well. Now, can you also see then by extension that when something gets into you, and right now I'm not talking about matters metaphysical, although you can see how it's going to apply. It says in the Bible, that which is seen is made by that which is unseen. But can you see how that when something gets inside, then it has a life of its own? And it keeps going back over and over again, like a memory going back over and over. Or you go back to the same place where someone did something to you, and then later in life you find yourself doing the same thing to someone else. Just what they did to you, you're doing to someone else. It's it in you doing it. It's it going back to its place of origin to express itself for reinforcement, for comfort, for identity, for growth. So now I think you get it. Now do you see what trauma is? Something gets inside. It develops a life of its own. It gathers unto itself some of your substance. And then it wants to go back to the same type of situation, the same kind of person, the same kind of trauma over and over. So it becomes a bizarre comfort for it. Yeah, for it. It is life. It is comfort. And for you, well, what is it for you? Well, it in you craves craves to go back and it haunts you and it craves and craves and craves and finally you give in and then temporarily in that recapitulation of the moment of trauma you have a bit of unconsciousness a bit of unawareness guilt goes away but then it comes back again doesn't it when awareness returns so now do you understand what trauma is so you don't want to have things in you, but things are in you. All kinds of memories are in you. Some of them admittedly are harmless, but some of them are not harmless. Some of them haunt you and torment you. Remember Paul's words. He said, the good that I would do, I don't do. And that which I don't want to do, I do. He said, I can only come to the conclusion that it's the sin that's made a home in me that's doing it. Christ said, The prince of this world is coming, but he has nothing in me. So now I think maybe you understand, against the backdrop of what I've been saying, Christ was clean. There was nothing of sin in him. And it was beautiful because that left him totally free. Totally free. But None of you are free. None of you are free. You are dominated on all sides. You're dominated by your nagging wife, by your angry husband, by your spoiled kids, by your doctor bills, by your medications, by your bills, by your memories. You're dominated by your worries and your doubts and your fears. And 
You shake in your boots if you have to face your child's teacher or your boss or someone. You shake in your boots and you don't speak up to anyone. You're totally dominated by your friends. You have to walk around on eggshells. Make sure you don't rock the boat or pull the rug out from under them because they'll, they'll pull the rug out from under you. Do you see that you're totally dominated on all sides? When you're not dominated by someone on the outside, then you're dominated by memories of the past, what she said, what he said. So now you can understand also what the Messiah said. He said, all who sin are slaves because there's an unwritten law an inexorable, unwritten law that hands the sinner over to the dominant sin or to the dominant psychopath or the dominant sociopath. You're handed over to whatever it is that you sinned with. It will then dominate you in every aspect of your being. If you hate someone, let's say you hate someone, you hate your mother because she was cruel to you or she was so clever and she always put you down. I'm just making something up so you hated her. Well, then you know what? You will be totally dominated by her because you resented her. That's the sin, the resentment, the hate. That's the sin. So you'll be totally dominated by her. Isn't that true? But worse yet, something of her will get inside. And not only her personality, but what is what was inside of her? What was dominating her? What is dominating or was dominating her? And how did it get inside? It got inside when she sinned, when she hated her mother, for example, or hated her father. So the sin transfers to you. It gets inside you, either all at once, but most likely in a slow process. Through years and years of yielding to pressure and resenting and so on. It gets inside, and then it starts to take you over. Then you become her, secretly on the inside or overtly on the outside. Maybe that's good because then you know her torment. See, you always judged her and hated her. Now, you, now if it's inside of you, what was inside of her, now you'll have a chance to forgive her because now you see what? Now you see the, the full truth. She wasn't deliberately cruel to you. She wasn't deliberately mean. She didn't deliberately reject you. There was something inside of her. It wouldn't let her be sweet. It wouldn't let her say she was sorry. And it tormented her and drove her to commit atro atrocities. And now it's in you. So you have to learn how to deal with it. You must become like Christ with nothing in you. But right now there is a lot in you. A lot is in you. So you can hear me. That's good. You can hear me. And you know that where I'm coming from is good. And you know that what I'm saying is true, and you know you want to be free, but you've tried struggling and it hasn't worked. So now what you need to do, and you have the meditation at your fingertips at my website. All you have to do is go there and it's free. 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 And use it. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you.
Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.